Welcome, jurors, to Dueling Advocates, where everybody gets an advocate. Today, the Dueling Advocates have a public service announcement for those who have been quarantined for a long period of time. So by now, for most of us, it's probably been a few months since you've had to refuel your car. Yeah, it's definitely an experience, isn't it? Oh yeah. So, we figured we'd make this little recording and uh, provide a little refresher for everybody on how to properly refuel their vehicle. Go on, like, how does one properly refuel their vehicle? Okay, so to start with, you're gonna have to recall what type of fuel your vehicle actually needs. Because if you're driving around a Tesla right now, you're probably gonna want to completely disregard this recording. You know what, actually when you think about that, this may actually be a learning experience for a lot of people before even stay at home or anything. How do you decide whether you want to put 89, 90, or 93 in your car anyways? Yeah, so let's assume that you have a gasoline-powered vehicle. So once you've made that determination, you're going to check either the owner's manual or just underneath the door to the fuel filler on the side of the car. And most times I'll have a, a little sticker there that tells you premium only or regular unleaded. Uh, but definitely in the owner's manual and you know I hope that everybody can still figure out where their own owner's manual is it's supposed to be in the glove box of the car at all times so once you figure it out let's go with the average is going to be uh, regular unleaded you now need to find a provider of, of that fuel type so those go by the name of uh, gas station some popular brands are Chevron Shell you can have a mobile station, marathon, racetrack. So pick the one that is uh, within the, the radius of, of the distance you're still able to drive with the fuel remaining and that you trust the brand and that you, you find the price per gallon appealing. And remember, taxes are already rolled into the price of the gas, so you don't need to do any extra math for that. Is there a website that can go to find the best price gas station? Yeah, there's a few. Um, it's it's already they Google copied that that feature from the other site and they already built it into their Maps app, so you'll see the the price available there. But um, there are some others available if if you search online for them. And then uh, once once you're at the the location, if all the stalls and the pumps are are full, just wait patiently in line for a car to vacate one of the, the pumps. And then you're going to have to think ahead of time which side of your vehicle the fuel filler door is on. It's supposed to be on all, all cars on the driver's side. However, if you have an import where those cars are manufactured for roads where people drive on the opposite side, like for example in America, we drive on the right side of the road, if those cars are, are driving on the on the left side of the road, they went ahead and put it um, on the on the right side of the car just because the the driver steering wheel is put on the right side of the car to accommodate that type of um, orientation of, of the roads. So if if you have an import, you'll find that the driver's side is still on the left side of the vehicle, but Everything else in the car remains the same, and you'll find the fuel filler door on your passenger side. So keeping that in mind, think ahead of, of time before it's your turn to pull into the, to the pump 
where you're going to have to orient your car in order to, to have the, the pump reach your fuel filler door. So far, so good? Yeah, I mean, I was just wondering why not just get real close to the pump if it's on the wrong side and you're just going to have to bring the pump all the way over the car and, and Jimmy rig it on that other side. Sure. Aside from the optics of that that scenario that you've painted there, you also have the, the issue where the, the line that goes from the pump to the nozzle, that hose, is not the best thing in the world to have rubbing against the paint of your car. You're going to get some light scratches in the clear coat, or if you've already worn down your clear coat, you're going to get some, some deeper scratches in the actual paint itself, and it's, it's not going to look so good. You know, to, to save two minutes of turning your car around, you're going to put you know, $100 worth of damage in, in your paint. Uh, plus, it may not even reach anyways. It depends on the width of your car. If you have a full-size sedan, that probably won't work out in your favor, especially if you have an SUV, right? And most people have an SUV, so it's not going to work. And what if I feel that even though on my car door it says regular unleaded, what if I feel premium myself? What if I feel VIP so I want to put VIP in my car? That's fine. You can actually do that. Going up in Octane is not as risky as going down. So most modern cars now have what they call knock sensors, and that, that'll detect the Octane rating of the fuel that you put in the vehicle and it'll automatically adjust the timing of the engine to, to account for that. But if you have a performance vehicle that requires the higher octane, your, your car will work fine but with, with the knock sensors, but you're, you're reducing the performance and the fuel efficiency of the car, and there's really no point in, in putting regular in those types of cars. But if you're thinking that you're suddenly going to turn your regular sedan into a sports car by putting premium in there, that's not the way it works. You're just kind of throwing money down the drain at that point. You know, but you, you get to feel like you're turning your regular sedan into a sports car. And that, that matters. If at the end of the day, after putting in the premium, you feel like the car is going faster. This, now you've been told you're able to do that. You okay. Just... Yeah, but by that measure, fine. You're getting a little bit of extra bang for your buck. Okay. Good. Then you're, you're going to have to make sure that if you have a car that uses the modern fuel filler where there is no gas cap, you have to make sure that the nozzle of the, the fuel pump has the little metal collar with a spring behind it. Otherwise, you risk spilling gasoline everywhere the moment you start to pump the gas into the, the fuel filler. Huh. Yeah, I don't have any of that modern stuff, so I don't have that problem. But it's good to know fathers, I, okay, I suppose. Perfect. Yep, and then you, you have to make sure that you grab the right nozzle. A lot of these pumps will have three or four nozzles to choose from. Uh, sometimes, maybe if there's only two, one will be designated for regular gasoline, where you can choose between regular, premium, and, and the, uh, the middle grade. Or the other nozzle, which is usually painted the color yellow to indicate that it's diesel. So please, if you have a gasoline engine, don't accidentally fill your vehicle with diesel. Make sure you're using the correct fuel, the correct nozzle, for the correct vehicle. I will say one thing though. I've noticed, looking at these app, looking at this app, that gas prices at an all-time low. Should I be filling up barrels and bottles of gas right now? Well, remember, gasoline only stays viable for a certain amount of time, maybe about three to six months before it starts to degrade. 
You can use fuel stabilizers to try to make them last a little bit longer, but whatever money you're spending on the can, the effort, the storage, the, the fuel stabilizer, you might as well just buy gasoline when you need it, even at the higher price. And then you have to use the proper method for filling up the cans. Make sure it's on the floor, make sure you're, you're not putting in more than the amount the container can hold, because otherwise it'll overflow or spill in, in the trunk of your car, that sort of a thing. And then you gotta worry about storing it at your house, out of sunlight, so it doesn't explode or anything like that. But, you know, it's just easier to buy gas when you need it, uh, because, you know, it's gonna cost you about the same either way. Oh, that's ridiculously low right now. I mean, I yeah. guess something must have been going on with the market that we might have missed, which is why I'm thinking... Oh, I didn't miss it. Most definitely something happened, but that's separate. Yeah. So then, you're there, you see the, the nozzles that you, you have to choose from. If, you, if your car is an older model that still uses a gas cap, or a newer model from uh, one of those uh, compact cars that are like a value purchase, like let's say a, a Chevy Cruze or something like that, that still has a, a, fuel, a gas cap on the fuel filler, remember, remove the gas cap first before you attempt to insert the nozzle into the vehicle. Otherwise, you're just going to spray gasoline all over the place and create a, a fire hazard. So, now that all these, these little caveats are out of the way, let's, let's follow the procedure. You've isolated the, the gas station that, that you prefer, you trust the, the brand of the gas, you like the price that they're offering, and it's within the distance that you're able to drive, and it's not too far out of your way that you're spending more gas to get to the location than you're actually going to be saving by going to that location for whatever price they're offering. So you go there, you see that there's a pump available or that you have to wait in line for, for a second or two. You've made your decision that that's the pump you want. You know the orientation of your vehicle, which side of the car has your fuel filler door. You go ahead, you pull your car there so that the fuel filler door is facing the, the pump. You, it's now time to pay, right? So the, the most recent trend is you have to pay in advance of pumping the gas. They, they've done away with the whole pump and then pay uh, scenario. So most of us are gonna pay with credit card or if you're gonna pay with cash, you leave your car there, make sure everything is locked and you walk into the gas station and you, you make your payment, you tell them the, the number of the pump and then you go out there and you begin the process. Or if you're gonna pay with credit card like most people do, you pull out your credit card and you find the credit card slot, you put your hand on the slot and you jiggle it a little bit to make sure that it's not one of those card readers that scammers have put on the machine. And you make sure that the machine is sealed with the, uh, with the sticker from the Department of Agriculture or whatever your locality has to ensure that that pump has been checked by your local government, that the, the meter is gonna start from zero and it's not gonna skim off the top or anything like that. Then. Follow the directions that you see on, on the screen, which is going to we, be... We should probably circle back to that one, because sure. it's very important. In the last, the last couple of weeks that you've been home, a lot of people have lost their jobs and they're trying to get money. So you, you really want to feel for those card readers at this time more than any other time. They've had time to go out there and set these readers up to, to steal your card information. So you want to make sure and make... If you can, use a credit card over your debit card. Let's not give them access to your debit card, right? These readers may be able to, to do chip replication and everything. You have no idea what it can do. So let's make sure you're trying to wiggle that first and see if you can get it to actually pull out. If you can get it to actually pull out. If you get that a reader, 
a credit card reader in your hand, then chances are that wasn't attached to the gas pump. Someone put it after the fact. Exactly. So that's all that's all good. Just make sure that when you're wiggling and trying to pull, it's all within reason. You know, you're not trying to actually damage the legitimate reader that, that's on the on the pump. But anyways, once you've gotten to this point, you follow the directions on screen. It's usually gonna ask you to insert the car and retract it quickly so that it can swipe the, the magnetic strip on the credit card or it's going to tell you to insert the card and leave it there so it can read the chip that's on the credit card. That is the the, the, the newer way that they're going about this. So, you know, it, it'll help you save face by reading the directions on the screen first before constantly trying to, to put in the credit card and pull it out quickly and put it in and put it out quickly and, and screaming that it's not working when all you would have had to have done is put it in and leave it there for a few seconds for it to read the chip. So you've done all that. You've parked correctly. Your fuel filler door is facing the, the pump. You've uh, identified the correct method for payment. You've processed the payment. You've avoided any scams. You've grabbed the correct nozzle for your vehicle, whether it's diesel or one of the three octane ratings of regular gasoline. And you're, you're getting ready to pull the nozzle away from the, the gas pump and put it into your, your vehicle. But before you do that, you need to make sure that you open up your fuel filler door. So that, depending on your vehicle, is either done through a button on the inside uh, of, of the driver's side door somewhere, either on the floor or on the door itself, or it's done via the unlock button on the remote of your uh, of your vehicle because when you left your car you probably locked it automatically which would lock your fuel filler door if you have that that variety or it could also be a key that goes into the fuel filler door from your your keychain a manual key so once you've unlocked your fuel filler door and you've opened it now you see whether it's a gas cap or just the open fuel filler that has the little trap doors that that are on on springs and they hinge open automatically when you insert the nozzle so if you have the, the gas cap, you don't really need to worry about too much. You just turn the, the gas cap uh, counterclockwise until it opens and releases. And it'll either hang off of a little cord or you can just you know, hold on to it into your hand or, or leave it on the, the roof of your, your vehicle. But if you don't have a gas cap and you have a regular fuel filler, you're going to see a, a uh, little circular piece of metal that is blocking the entryway into the fuel filler and it's going to have a, a line down the middle which is where it hinges open. So in that case you're, all you're going to want to do is make sure that the nozzle on the gas pump has a little metal collar on it with a spring behind it and if it has that it'll be compatible with your fuel, fuel filler. If you have the gas cap variety you don't need to worry about it whether it has it or it, or it doesn't it'll work just fine. So insert the nozzle into your fuel filler all the way until it stops going, don't force it. And then you can go ahead and begin squeezing the, the, the gas nozzle and letting the fuel enter the vehicle. You're going to have the option to lift a little lever at the bottom of the nozzle in order to keep the, uh, the pump depressed so that you don't have to keep squeezing it the entire time. And I recommend not doing that if it's your first time in the last several months because you know, we don't want to risk overfilling the car or having you not pay attention if the automatic shutoff doesn't work and you want to be quick on the draw and, and stop that fuel from flowing. So once you've, you've done all of that, you're, you're going to uh, keep an eye on the gas pump and make sure 
that you're not going to fill too much for the car. Your car only accepts a certain amount. Your owner's manual would have told you that amount as well. Let's say the average is 15 gallons. And if you, you have a quarter left on your, on your, uh, your, your meter for how much fuel you still have in the car, then you know you, your car has maybe three to four gallons left. So you, you know that if you have four gallons left, you're not going to want to put more than 10 or 11 gallons in the car. So you're monitoring for that, periodically looking at the fuel filler area to make sure you're not leaking any fuel. And then you just monitor, monitor, monitor until you get to around 10. It should shut off automatically between 10 and 11 gallons. It checks for, for the pressure inside of the, uh, the fuel filler. But in the event that it doesn't shut off automatically, at least you're keeping an eye on it and you can let go at around 10 or 11. Then wait, don't pull it out immediately. Count to five or six to let it all drip out inside of your gas tank. And then once all the excess has drained from the nozzle, you can then retract it from the fuel filler and replace it in the gas pump. Then all you have to do is close your fuel filler door or if you have the gas cap variety, replace the gas cap going clockwise until you hear at least one click possibly three clicks depending on the model of gas cap that you have. The instructions will be written on the gas cap itself. Close the fuel filler door and then turn to the gas pump and wait for the prompts to get your receipt. It'll ask you to either print it or go into the gas station and ask the clerk for, for him to manually print it for you. Now, if you are an older listener and you're maybe 70 years old or older, and you usually don't close the driver's door when you get out of the vehicle to pump gas in your car, uh, you may want to remember to at least touch some metal portion of your car as you're getting out to make sure that, that you are um, allowing the, the static electricity to, to be removed from your body before you begin the process of pumping gas into your vehicle. Because any little spark at all, as unlikely as, as it would be, can set off the fumes from the gasoline and cause a fire. So once, once you've managed to do all that successfully, uh, you, you've paid, you got your receipt, you closed your fuel filler door and everything, please make sure that you do tighten the gas cap correctly because one of the most common error codes that you get, check engine lights and things like that on a, on a vehicle, is from a loose gas cap. So if you do have one of those after your first time filling up gas, don't, don't fear. Just go tighten your gas cap and see if it goes away on its own. And then you can go ahead and get back in your car, start it up, you know, bask in the joy of seeing that your, your fuel meter is all the way at the top, right where the F is, and you can go ahead and drive off into the sunset with your now fully refueled vehicle properly done. Perfect. The only thing I'll close with on that is if at any point during that entire exercise you find yourself hungry, do not, I repeat, do not get anything from any vending machine in sight. They have not been restocked for the past two months, and everything that's in there is gross. And also, wash your hands after touching the, the gas nozzle before touching your face, because we are currently in a pandemic. This public service announcement was brought to you by Dueling Advocates.